Welcome to another episode of Maria's Red Frijoles. I've got a question for you. Are you hungry? If so, I have some delicious red frijoles I'd like to serve you. Yeah, that's a thing. Because trust me, where we're heading to, eh, we can use all the food we can, we can get right now. So, let's get started. I'm going to present to you today how I think we're heading to the upside down world. Uh, what do I know? <laughs> Let me ask you this, do you know what the upside down world? If not, that's okay. Sit down. Please enjoy this piece of this bowl of red frijoles. So, as you know, my name is Maria. I'm a 38-year-old Mexican-American woman. And pretty much, I have started this podcast because I'm really getting tired of the narratives, the propaganda that's being pushed, that is, we're pretty much having... The whole world's wanting us to digest without asking questions of what are we eating. <laughs> and please, I'm not even talking about physically, like a physical aspect. I'm talking about literally like what we're seeing, what we're hearing. And again, the sheer notion of even asking questions has become very polarizing. It's almost like 1984's George Orwell's where if you think for yourself, you're a thought criminal. <laughs> wow, I mean... People thought back in the day that was just a science fiction book. Some people still dismiss it to this day. But for those of us who have read the book in death, it's like, I don't know. Seems like we're heading there a lot faster than, you know, and it doesn't even seem like it's science fiction anymore. Anyhow, so as my last episode, as a quick recap, you know, I presented a case of how we are in the age of deception. Uh, age meaning time. This is the time of deception. Uh, I'll tell you that, and I can do this in a later podcast. We are living in Revelation. <laughs> if you don't know what Revelation is, it's the final chapter in the Bible for you guys or non-believers. And it's okay, you don't got to believe me. I can just, I'm only here to make a case for it, okay? And I'm just taking things that are current, happening currently right now in this world. And I'm just trying to tick and tie the two. Because I like to see things holistically. So... Anyhow, again, uh, I did present some, you know, a case, but like, especially right now with media, mainstream media, and big tech, and how they are pushing propaganda, all right? Uh, if you don't believe me, look up Project Veritas and CNN, because <laughs> they have them on record that they do push narratives, okay? And if you're wondering what, so what? Okay, well, fine, you know. All I, I'm, I here is just to promote, I, all I want us to promote is thinking. Like, let's start thinking for ourselves again. How, why is it is such a bad thing that, to ask the what, the why, the how? What are the facts? Let me inform me of the facts, you know, and stop gaslighting me. Stop, you know, playing to my emotions. Stop making me be fearful. Especially for us people who claim that we're Christian because then I not say that if you're afraid after the news, that ain't from God, man. You're supposed to take information. Like, for example, there is a robbery around here. Uh, okay, well, I have to do my due diligence and make sure my doors are locked, all the, the lights are open, and try to defend myself, okay? But I should not be afraid. Statistically speaking... People won't break into your house if it's well lit, okay? And again, so if you're taking the necessary precautions of keeping yourself safe, there should not be a reason you're afraid. But if they want you to be afraid and you play to that, huh, then that's on you, right? 
So today's episode, I want to make a case about how we're heading into the upside down world. Oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> because we are living in deception, okay? We are living in this time of deception. So to me, the natural next step is, okay, so what is that? If we're already being deceived, what's, that, what's, the ne- what's next? Upside down world. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let's, let's break it down, okay? So what is this upside down world I'm talking about? Well, it's pretty much an ultimate dimension existing in parallel to the human world. And it's based off of this, um, the, uh, the Netflix, the popular Netflix series, Stranger Things. So if you don't know or have never watched it, uh, it's a great, you know, science fiction series. Uh, I liked it because it is spooky in the concepts and the symbolism, and that's why I chose the Upside Down World theme for episode two, because I'm going to break it down. You ready? Okay, so according to, uh, the, uh, you know, some uh, many of the fan fiction, or not fan fiction, but fan theories, okay, uh, I went to SlashFilm.com. They have Wikipedias, fan Wikipedias, both of the fans of the show, explaining their theories about what the show, you know, kind of like what's the background of this show so the pl- the the show takes place in this little town called hawkins and it's gonna be a quick recap because i know man, this has been a popular show so I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen it but if not the theory goes that it might have been nuked by the uh, u.s government to stop this monster if you can't see my screen it's a monster it's kind of like a spider monster it's a very freaky thing that uh lives in this world this world is very dark and desolate, has no humans and nothing but monsters, and it's run by one key monster. But let me tell you again, there's symbolism to this. this is, that's why I said the upside down world, we're heading there. So, it is controlled by this spider monster called the Mind Flayer, okay? He's in charge of all, all of it, alright? And, it, like I said, this place is very desolate, it's, it's dark, uh, you just see like storms, it's, it's just... It's very sad, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, oh my. And let me give you a closer look at the Mind Flayer again. This is the Mind Flayer. And on a larger scale, he's like a big, looks like a big uh, spider, but on a closer scale, he's like kind of like almost human looking. Almost, and I just say because they call them humanoid monsters. Well, they have like arms and legs, but then it's like this giant mouth, a lot of razor sharp, you know, teeth. And it's really like, ugh. <laughs> But again, so why the upside down world? Well, again, the symbolism of it. It's a different realm. <laughs> Less for a later podcast because believe it or not, I will truly and there's a lot of podcasts out there that will make the case that we know we are not alone. We have different there's different realms. And I'm gonna tell you something. That's proven in the Bible, so uh for an, for another time, for another time, okay? I'll get to it. Again, this place has no humans, just monsters, okay? And desolate. So I wanna go I'm gonna tie and tie this all back at the end, okay? You ready for your first serving of frijoles? Alright, let's do it. So did you know currently, right now, there is a lot of movements pushing for depopulation? Yes. You know, many believe there are just too many of us on this earth. You know, I get it, you know, it, you know, a lot of these movements are promoting that, hey, we got to start, we got to save Earth, there's just too many of us, it can't be sustained, and, okay, alright, so I give them that. Here's one of the first ones. This one is called the Voluntary Human Extinction Movement. 
What's that mean? Wow. Well, okay. So this is a movement, you know, that is advanced by people who, you know, they say they care about life on the planet Earth. They care about this life, you know, and that their main thing is to push people to stop breeding. Yeah. No more babies. Stop. Done. Yeah. <laughs> no more. They kind of want to do kind of like what China did for a long time is implement a one child rule, you know, where because there's too many of us. This Earth cannot sustain us. Okay. So that's example number one. Let me show you another movement that's really big right now. They're a little bit more blatant about what they want, they want to see. So this one is called PopulationMatters.org, okay? So PopulationMatters.org is a movement and an organization that is dedicated to promoting positive, practical, ethical solutions. All right, you know. So what does that mean? <laughs> Again, you know, I find myself wondering, like, all right, but so what does that mean, you know? Uh, how can you help us, you know, reduce our excessive consumption and live within our planet's natural limits? Well, once again, <laughs> reduce the population. Stop having kids. Close those legs. <laughs> Ladies. Men, stop it. <laughs> Get vasectomies. All right, I joke. I kid, I kid. But let me show you this last one, okay? And this last one is the one that got me really thinking about, huh, we see a lot of movies these days. Again, it's in our face, okay? And did I not say we're in this time of deception? So here we go. The Transhumanist Party. So what is that? Have you ever, ever heard of that? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those like, okay, what, what was this about? So... The transhumanist uh, party is pretty much, it's a party that supports the progress of science and technology. And they, the people in this movement really want to merge with machines. It sounds silly, I know, but it's not. It's just a real thing. I'm, I'm showing you the proof. It's a real thing. They want to merge with machines, okay? They, because it's all based on science. All right. Furthermore, furthermore, um, the person, the, the founder, the CEO of this movement, his name is Zoltan Ishtavan, and he actually ran in the 2016 presidential uh, primaries for the U.S. presidency, He, you know, and he said he was strictly science-based, he only goes off of the science, and he is the creator of a transhumanist bill of rights, meaning that... Pretty much, they want to have their own rights once they merge with machines. And I, I know it sounds silly, but I'm not. I am far from being silly. This is a real thing. This is what they believe in. Okay? So, this transhumanist party. Why did I get so curious on that? Why, why am I bringing it to your attention? Well, there is a recurrent theme to all this right? It's for the, we need to reduce our population for the overall good. Okay, but for who? Whose good is it? Because let me say this, if they want me to die, well, I'm sorry, I want to live. I want to live till I'm 80, 90, 100, God willing, you know? Um, or you, what if they tell you, no, you have to go die, or you can't preoccupy. No, I don't want you to have kids anymore. You cannot, you're not allowed to have kids. Well, darn, 
I mean, no offense, especially, and then I'm going to say this, for especially as Christians, on whose authority do they, what, uh, what authority do they have to tell you what to do as far as, you know, having children, the way you live, how, the way you want to live, you know? Again, these are questions again that, I mean, why aren't we asking these things? Why aren't we having these conversations? We're just supposed to just accept it and go, okay, okay. But let me show you, again, this is becoming a real, like, this is a topic that's, that's gaining popularity because even mainstream media now is starting to take notice. As you can see, the, the Insider Insider, which is actually a mainstream article, it's a mainstream uh, um, article, okay? They published, you know, that pretty much in 2045, we're going to become obsolete, you know? We, we as humans, we need to become obsolete. We are just no good, and really, let's just leave it to the machines, okay? The machines will take care of us. Okay. So, what's so wrong with that, right? Well, here's another serving of Rexicolis. You ready? For us Christian folks, let's, let, me, let me go back to this question. Do you not think that, let me ask you this. Do you think God is pro-choice or pro-life? Ooh, that's a hot topic, isn't it? Isn't it? But we got to ask these questions because, again, uh, I just showed you that, look, P, the mainstream is pushing that, hey, yeah, we, you know, we're going to become obsolete. Here's another article. Cyborgs will replace humans and remake the earth. Okay. Why? <laughs> I'm just simply asking, why? Why does that have to be? So, okay, back to my question, pro-life or pro-choice? I'm going to make the case of why God is pro-life, because it says in the Bible, and I'm not talking about abortion people, I'm just talking about in general of living, being here on this earth. Again, because apparently there's a big movement called the Transhumanist Party that's gaining momentum. And the mainstream media is putting it out there already in sprinkles, but still putting it out there like, hey, you know what? This is going to be a thing. Those Terminator movies, it's almost going to be like that, but there's, they're, they're, they're going to have human brains. <laughs> or like that movie Transcendent with Johnny Depp. That's a perfect, uh, that's actually pretty much summarizes what they want. They want to merge with AI. And here's the thing for us, especially for us who claim that we are pro-Christ. The Bible says, you know, we got to be, like, if you're saying you're pro-Christ, then you're pro-life, all right? You cannot mold and bend the word to your will. That's a no-no. You're not supposed to do that. But again, let's look at, let's, let's, let's give me, let me give you some definitions. What is it to be pro-life? Does anybody really know that? I, let me tell you, I'm very big into, I need context. I have to have the clear definitions of what am I talking about. So pro-life together, those two words means to, uh, to oppose abortions and euthanasia, okay? 
Let's let's define what's abortion. Abortion is the ending of a pregnancy by removal, expulsion of an embryo or a fetus. Okay, before its birth. Euthanasia is called it's you know it's an act of it's called mercy killing. It's a practice of painfully putting people down, probably you know because of maybe some incurable disease or you know something they got incapacitated and they cannot go on. With you know so it's. It's like a mercy kill. All right. But let me give you some fun facts here. About why, again, to be pro-life is to oppose these two things, right? Did you know there is at least a hundred Bible verses? And I say at least. I don't know the full ones. I would have to go back and count them for myself. This is something that I had to pull up from the scriptures in general. But how much... This is how much God cares about life. There's at least a hundred Bible scriptures about how we should take care of our lives, okay? In the Bible! <laughs> Furthermore, there is at least about 119 Bible verses talking about life itself. So, again, it's just one of those, it's a thought to say, hey, God's putting a lot of effort to to talk about how we should take care of our lives, and then talks about life in general. See the, how I'm tying it to the pro-life? But again, it's, it's not, and I'm talking, please see, let's, the problem with us, many, many, many of us, is that we're too myopic, and we're like, well, I'm not talking about abortion people, I'm talking about life, pro-life, living, okay? Um, let me give you a couple of Bible scriptures, okay? Here's some, two of my favorite. I'll share you with you guys two of my favorite. They're both in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1.5, as mom means my favorite, is talking about before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You know, he knew you. He knew us before we were an afterthought in our, in our mother's womb, okay? So, and, you know, and to, to complete it, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. That's how it ends. Okay, Jeremiah 29 11 is, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So I love those two because it talks about how he knew you before you were even, before even your mother thought she was going to have kids, you know? Um, he knows the plan, like, man, let me tell you. In this time and age, I always ask God, what's the plan? Because I don't know the plan. <laughs> All I know is you said that you're not going to harm me and you're going to prosper me, okay? You're going to give me a hope and a future. That's all. And I stand on those promises. It's a promise, guys. It is a promise. And so, if those, again, there is many more scriptures like this talking about our lives. How much the, uh, this God named Yahweh cares about life, our lives, okay? And so, again, based on just some of these scriptures, there's strong evidence to say that God is biblically pro-life. But he does allow us to make this one little thing called choice. I have a whole podcast for that. Free will, guys. We have free will. God cannot make us do things. And neither does the devil, y'all. <laughs> you know, those are like, oh, the devil made me do it. No, let me tell you, I got a whole episode for that, too. So, no, we have free will. That's one thing even the angels don't have. The archangels, they don't got free will and they have to obey God. No, we don't. We can rebel. We can disobey. Gave us free will. But biblically, there's 
very many, there's a lot of evidence to show God is pro-life, okay? Pro-life. So yes, it's a choice, you know? You can, be choose, you can choose to be anti-human. You can, you, you can choose to be the 19th Christ. Oh, let me tell you, the Antichrist is not just one person, okay? It's a spirit. People have it right now. So, so what I'm saying is that we got to make a stand, okay? You got to, this whole podcast, I want to promote thinking and to make a stand. It's your choice. Your choice. You choice. You say, well, I stand with the Antichrist. Okay, great. Well, fine. Vaya con Dios. You know, like, I, I pray for all the best, man. I you know, this is like people who want to be Satanists, you know, or Luciferians. Okay, just like the Transhumanist Party, that's their choice. You know, people who are pushing these movements about depopulating us. Okay, and I'm not disregarding their sound arguments. Sound arguments that there's too many, we cannot sustain it on this earth. I get that. But let me ask you this, you know, if, again, you are saying you are pro-Christ and pro, and you believe in the Bible and, and all that, then why are you against pro-life? Not against it, but maybe, why are you buying into the whole, yeah, then there, there needs to be less of us. That's who? Because the Bible doesn't say that. He says, go and be fruitful, multiply. Because again, the earth was his first. It was supposed to be, we were so always supposed to say, Bring God into it. This nation was formed with the principles of having God involved. In 1776, you know? And under this nation, under God, right? One nation under God, right? God, Yahweh. But again, age of deception, you know? A lot of people say, well, I go to church. Well, let me tell you, again, the devil goes to church. <laughs> Every church. And he's got front row seats, by the way. And let me tell you, he knows the Bible better than any, any pastor preacher out there. He knows those quotes because he spat them back at Jesus. He tempted Jesus. Not once, not twice, three times. I'm just saying, the enemy knows. Then I say before, saying, Son, you gotta know, your, know thy enemy. And we don't know our enemy. And the enemy's jumping hoops and man, look. And that is why... It's, uh, to some of us, he seems like he's winning, you know, because, yeah, we're just sheep. We're kind of like, we don't know. We don't, maybe we're blind to it. Maybe we don't want to believe it. Okay, again, it's all a choice. You can choose. I all I can say, all I can promote is that I just want to give you a food for thought moment where, again, this whole transhumanist movement, we got to be careful. Look at this. They have their own church. <laughs> they have a church. I found that very, like, Wow, <laughs> no joke. I, I didn't know what to say to it. Um, the Christian Trump's Humanist Association, using science and technology to participate in the work of God to cultivate life and renew creation. Oh man, that's a handful. Let me tell you, again, not everything that has a church, not everything that is named church is a church, guys. Second of all, didn't I just say this in the first episode? In Revelations, it says many will come in my name. Yes, there's pastors and preachers right now claiming to be with Jesus. But no, no, they don't. No, they are not. Because we are in the age of deception. We are going to be deceived. And so, okay, well then, wow, Marie, I guess we're damned, right? No, I'm not saying that we're damned. It's just, again, food for, that's why we need to stop and pause and think. 
And especially for us believers that we claim we believe in Christ and that we're going to follow the New Testament, right? Are you? Are we really? Because again, we're in a time of we're entering the false prophets. And what is a prophet for those who don't know? It's a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God, okay? So these are people who, you know, they speak God's truth to others. They have, you know, their dream. God comes and can come to them in a dream, vision, angelic appearances. Even if they get a demonic attack, they have very deep spiritual insights, all right? But, you know, above all, they should always lift and reveal Jesus Christ through their message. And that's how you know that's a good it's prophet of God because if now if it's all about them or their organization some church see you gotta stop and be careful be careful of the false prophets I believe this this little organization the Christian Transhumanist Association I don't know you got I just I say you gotta be careful because remember transhumanist transhumanists believe in the concept they call singularity okay the decisive movement in the you know in this future where everything will change okay kind of like their version of the rapture i guess you know but they're again they're pushing for machines they want to merge with machines and push for a true artificial intelligence you know <laughs> again where they really want to be kind of like cyborgs okay i'm not joking look there's many references in mainstream media about this movement where again they're they're thinking they're thinking okay well they there's a lot of them saying that they're trying to play god okay they don't want god or they want to take god out of the picture all right but what about you know well how so well think about it if we can transplant ourselves into machines i mean what's and we can live forever that way I, I believe the beauty about our lives is that because we're not we, we are not immortal, we have a date, you know, with destiny. So um in conclusion, you know, I just this is why I believe we're in the upside down world because that transhumanist movement can you see do the research people you know, they want to merge with machines, so but not everybody can. And let me tell you something. It sounds very expensive. You think everybody can afford that? It sounds like, again, these movements of deep, stop having babies. <laughs> okay, so let's reduce the population. Fine, okay, let's go with that notion. Let's go with the notion of let's depopulate our, let's, let's stop this, okay? We need to depopulate the earth. All right. Well, it's funny because the upside down world has no people. And it seems like that's what they want. They want less of us, little to none, right? And then we're left with these monsters. Ooh, what are these monsters? What are this, these sideboards? Ah, just, you know, again, some seasoning for the red frijoles. Let me give you some sal. <laughs> Transhumanist movement has a strong evidence to want to depopulate the earth, okay, and merge with machines, you know? Kind of like the movie Cyborg, okay? Or heck, even the Terminator. <laughs> and think about the Terminator. The Terminator was a monster. They were monsters, okay? So, again, I'm just kind of wondering where we, I mean, upside down world, is that, that's our destination, and who is the mind player? Huh? Next episode, know thy enemy. Who is the enemy? What? It, and I say it because 
Sometimes we'll say he or she. No, 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 no. Okay. You gotta remember that the enemy goes by many names. Alright, it has, it has many names. And it's andro andromedous, okay, where it's not male or female, neither. Proof to that, okay? I'll make a case. But again, I'm gonna bring it on with with world, like current current events to this day to, to show you that what's going on, man, There, there's more to this than just what the world wants to say. You know, I, I wanna break a case of, hey man, I'm starting to see a lot of ties to the Bible in this. <laughs> and I just kinda wonder who else is out there curious. If you're not a believer, that's fine. I hope you, you know, again, you take this with a grain of salt that I just want you, I just, again, promote, let's th think, man, like, ask, what, what, how, where, who, fundamental questions, you know, and people are going to be like, why are you going to ask, like, again, it's like, it polarizes people, people want you to just shut the F up, <laughs> oh my goodness, why, <laughs> and it seems like, again, to think, it's a, Man, the vine is a beautiful, it's so beautiful tool. It's a tool that God gave us, it created us. And for us to lose it, that's just, it's a darn shame. It's a darn shame. But thank you for hearing me out. I hope you'll enjoy this uh, uh, this episode of Maria's Ray Frijoles. Talk to you soon.